I tell you, I tell you what, boy, they shut off some fireworks around my house last night. Some of the loudest I have ever heard. I don't know if it was because of the fog or what it was, but rattled my house for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I uh, was at the grocery store yesterday, or no, at Walmart, and I was looking for me a hammer to beat meat with, you know, them cleavers. I got me one. I, I rode all over this town trying to find one. Finally found it on Walmart. Got in line. I said, I don't use them. Check yourself out. I can't figure it out. But this time I'm in a hurry. I got the hammer. And I walked up there and this lady jumped right in line with me. Pulled right in front of me. Had two little kids. And she fumbled around there and kept fumbling around us. But crying out loud. For one time I'm in a hurry. And she's going to, and I looked up and she was crying. And I said, ma'am, can I help you? She said, well, I'm abused. I'm an abused person. And, and I, I, I think he's got my card messed up and I can't even use it. And she started crying and carrying on. And just having a fit right there at the cash register. I said, ma'am, it's going to be all right. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say, but I was trying to console her the best I could. And I, I went home and I got to thinking, uh, you know, people this day and time are just losing faith. They, they just really are. And I want you to turn with me to Romans, it's a familiar scripture, Romans chapter 10. And I want to begin to read in verse 9. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him should not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Pray with me. Father, I pray in Jesus' name this morning that you will help us, everyone that's listening today, Lord, that you will help us to understand that you're working to your program, and it's right on schedule. And Father, we look soon to see your face, face to face. Because we do believe with all our hearts you're soon coming back. But in the meantime, if you leave us here, help us to learn how to live and keep the faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 is a definition of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Then in 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13 says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, 
which you heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now, notice if you go down the word uh, through the scriptures, it's the word of God that God uses to work faith in us. Now we know that everyone that hears does not believe. Yet, we know also no one believes and do not hear because Romans 10 and verse 13 says faith come by hearing. So the beginning of faith is by hearing. The progress of faith is by hearing. The strength of faith is by hearing. So the word of God is the word of faith. So we know believing God's word and the words recorded of God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for our sins, brings salvation of the soul. But that's not what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk about things that can cause us, who are saved even, to lose our faith in God still being in control of everyday life, uh, no matter what comes. Now, I think a lot of people today is just losing faith in everything. They're just giving up. I had a man call me from the hospital last night. He said, Preacher, pray for my daughter. And uh, she's in the hospital and having a very hard time about it. And we had prayer on the phone. He said, I'm just about ready to give up. I haven't worked in a week and I've been right here with her and I'm having a time of it. And it seemed like it, that's on every hand. I called Edna Johnson, talked to her for quite a while. Bless her heart, she's been going through a time. And you, you could just go down, you know, just talking about pe people that you've talked to lately, and they just lose their faith. Now, there are things which can stand in our way of our faith. And I'm talking about even Christians now. Number one, the way Christians act and their conduct. Mark chapter 10, verse 13 says, and they brought young children to him, that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. Like a preacher that told a, a friend of mine that has a gospel singing group, we want to come sing for you, uh, for you and uh, promote a crowd, get a crowd for you, but we don't need you preaching to us. Now, another man, supposed to be a Christian, said to me, I wish you'd have been here, preacher. Uh, we had a Holy Ghost meeting, and even the preacher didn't get a chance to preach at such a meeting. Now, all of that's unscriptural. Amen? I mean, that's not the way of God. You think about it for just a minute. Come sing for us, but we don't want you to preach to us. What is the most important thing that uh, when it comes to church, when it comes to worshiping the Lord, it's not singing, it's not shouting, it's not the music program, it's the Word of God. And it must be preached to us. I know that people don't like to hear preaching anymore. But the Bible says, by the foolishness of preaching are men so saved. Now, I love good music. And I love all kind of good gospel music. But uh, for a preacher, uh, for a group, 
for somebody to say, I want to come sing for you and get a crowd, but I don't want you to preach to us. That could cause people to lose their faith in gospel groups. You think about that just for a minute. Uh, some of the things that Ronnie tells me that, uh, that when he was singing years ago in the groups that happened at churches is enough just to make you lose faith if you don't if you're not careful. But uh, well, we need to understand no matter what kind of groups come sing for you. Uh, I was talking to a man just. Uh, I never will forget, I come up here one Sunday morning, a guy sitting out there on a suitcase, long hair and long coat, and he said, God sent me by here this morning to sing for your your church for $7,000. I said, well, God ain't told me. And I said, you get your suitcase and go on down the road. And uh, because of the way, number one, his looks is enough. And, uh, you know, a Christian ought to clean up, clean up, look like a Christian, smell like a Christian, act like a Christian. And when we don't, we cause people to lose faith in us. Now, so we need preaching, number one. Number two, sometimes circumstances can get in the way of our faith. I want you to turn to Luke chapter 5 for just a minute. Luke chapter 5. And uh, look with me, please. Let's begin to read in verse 18. Luke chapter 5, verse 18. And behold, men brought in a bed, a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him, that is, Jesus. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, he went up on the housetop and laid him down through the tile with his couch in the midst before Jesus. And number uh, verse 20 says, And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And in the, verse 21, And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, reason saying, Who is this? which speaketh blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And what I'm trying to show you is, sometimes uh, people, we know John 3.16 still works, for God so loved the world. Uh, That's sick people, well people, I don't care who it is, God still loves them, amen? And the best thing we can do is get somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Goodson, uh, when he was alive, he called me one day and he's, he's going to a big church and he, he said, Pastor, is, would it be wrong for me to, uh, some teenage boys that I know, to give them $20 to go to church for me to get them in church? I said, no, sir. Any way you can get them under the preaching of the Word of God, if you can do it, do it. And you can't believe the number of teenage boys that he had saved. Now, a lot of them just come for the money. That's all right. But a lot of them got saved too. And today, I know several of those teenage boys are men now that are saved by God's grace. Why? Because somebody saw the reason to get them to Christ. Don't make fun of him. And and literally, I had men say to me about him, oh, he's trying to buy people's souls. He's trying to buy them into salvation. I wish he could, but it don't work that way. But any way you can get somebody to Christ is worth it and get them to hear the gospel. 
if Jesus it's Jesus that saves, keeps, satisfies, not circumstances. Whatever circumstances you're in, it might cause you to lose your faith for a little while, but it's not circumstances that we ought to worry about. We're to keep our mind on Jesus. Now, I want to show you something else if I can, please. I was studying when it comes to this. There are things we can stand in our way and notice what we have when we have faith in God and His Word. Number one, we have peace with God. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Over the years, I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, I just don't know how you keep going, preacher. Or what they think I'm going through a hard time, and I don't know because I've been enjoying my salvation ever since I got saved. But they're always saying something smart about <laughs> how you just keep going, how you keep serving the Lord. Do you know why? Because i got peace with God. I mean, whatever I'm going through, whatever happens to me, i got peace with God no matter what. Now, that gives us peace with God. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So we have salvation by faith, not by works, not by law, or keeping of ordinances, but by faith alone in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5, verse 2, We have access in the grace or getting to God to answer our prayer. It's a wonderful thing to know, no matter what you're going through, that you can call upon the name of God and knows He will listen to you. Romans chapter 5 verse 2, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We know we'll see Jesus one day face to face. Amen? <laughs> and I rejoice in that. Romans chapter 5 verse 3, we glory in tribulation, knowing Romans 8, 28. If you go into a hard time right now, you ought to quote that to yourself every once in a while. All things work together for good to them that love God. Now, I think I love God. In fact, I know I do the best I can. Well, if that's true, Romans 8, 28 is still there then. All things, no matter what's going on around me, they're going to be for my good and for His purpose. We're more than conquerors through Him that loved us. I'm going to be all right. It's going to be all right in the end. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. God's love is shed abroad in our hearts. That's why we can love others because of the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And this is proof of our salvation. John, 1 John. Romans chapter 5, verse 5, the Holy Ghost is given unto us. We're born to the Spirit. We're possessed by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have the assurance of my salvation. Do you really believe in God? Is the answer. Do you really trust God's Word, the Bible? Do you really believe Jesus is the Savior? Or He saved your soul? Do you really believe God is all-powerful and He is in control of everything? Here's what that means. Jesus said in Matthew 9, verse 29, According to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. Now you have to go back to Hebrews uh, and understand the definition of faith if you understand what he's talking about. According to your faith. 
This is not blind, leading the blind. You know how it increases my faith every day? I've seen some things. I've seen God at work. I've seen God healing people. I've seen God getting marriages back together that's broken up. I've seen children get back to obeying their parents that was unruly. I've seen all kinds of things. I've seen people that was in bad finances get their finances straightened out with, with, with God's help where they could rejoice and go on with life. I've seen that substance. I'm not going around groping in the dark with my faith. I've seen God at work. And I know He works. And Hebrews plainly says that our evidence is, our faith is based on evidence. Not on foolishness. I've seen God at work. Man asked me some time ago, preacher, ever seen a, a bona fide, real miracle? I said, I see one every once in a while. God's good. The greatest miracle of all, He saved my soul. Amen. You think I know I'm saved? That took a miracle. That's the greatest miracle I've ever seen. But. I've seen people in the doctors come in the hospital room and say they're not going to make it through the night, preacher. John, my big old grandson, as uh, big as he is now, when he was first born, me and my wife spent, what, two or three, 18 days, I think it was, that he was in the ICU, a little baby, in there by himself. And we go in there and sit and rock him and hold him in our arms and pray for him. And we had the doctor come in several times and say, Preacher, he's not going to make it. He's just not going to make it. You ought to see him now. I mean, you think about it. That little baby couldn't breathe, having a time breathing, having time with his whole body. Doctors don't give up on Don't tell me I haven't seen a miracle. A bony fide, real miracle. And I've seen many of them. Now, that's evidence of faith. And I have that. Why should I get all upset that everything ain't going to us right? Now, so the question is, do you really believe in God? We're saved by faith, Acts chapter 16, verse 30-31. We're kept by faith, 1 Peter 1, verse 5. That's eternal security. We're to live by faith, Galatians 2.20. Every day. I live by faith. Amen. Uh, we are to die by faith. First John chapter 5, verse 4. You know what? This friend of mine got a lot of money just lately, and he put it in the bank. He calls me every once in a while talking about, uh, this is what I'm doing with this, and this is all. Now, before this, before he got his money, he never talked about money. It was always, you know, just rejoicing, enjoying life. Now all of a sudden he's worried about his money. Do you know Ecclesiastes talks about that? The Bible, more you are increased in goods, the more you will worry about your goods. That's the reason I told my wife, I'd rather have me a little trailer down by the river with a cane full bucket of worms. Don't have nothing to worry about except are you going to bite today fish or not? Amen. And say, so you got money, but you know, I don't live by money. I live by faith every day because money is decreasing, but God don't decrease. He stays the same. We are to die by faith. 
1 John 5 verse 4. I was in the hospital the other day with a friend of mine was dying. And the doctor came in. And uh, his wife was sitting there. He'd been in the week, hospital now for two or three weeks. And he was, the doctor done and said, he's just decreasing. He's going downhill all every day, every day. And the doctor come in and said, do you want to be revived if when the last time, hours come? He said, well, I would like to live as long as I can. He said, keep me alive as long as you can. And I thought about, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. I want to live as long as I can. But then there come a time, one night I was there with him, and the doctor came in and said, Sir, you're going to die tonight. What do you want to do? He said, I'm ready. And just like that, he was ready to go. And within a few minutes when he unplugged him, he was gone. He was in heaven. Now what I'm saying is, you learn to live by faith. Just trust God. Amen. And it's good. Have faith in God. Listen now. Not in circumstances. Not in people. Not in religion. Did you know that circumstance, like what an old preacher said years ago, would come up to a man, he said, Sir, how you doing? He said, under the circumstances. He said, what are you doing under there? I'll never forget that and say, what are you doing under there? We're not to be under the circumstances. And then, uh, don't have faith in people. I got news for you. Your best friend lets you down sooner or later. Uh, circumstances change. You ever hear somebody, I love you no matter what, oh yeah? And you let circumstances change and you'll see people change because of circumstances. You know why? That's just human nature. And so you don't put your whole trust in people. You put them in God. Now I believe this. If I got a good friend that does me wrong, I'm going to pray for them God change them. Amen? Because I don't ever do wrong. Oh, you'll get it. <clears throat> I do wrong too. Amen? But you got to learn to trust people. And that's just where it's at. And not religion. I... I, I I started to say I laughed, but I didn't laugh. I mourned. <clears throat> this Pope that died yesterday or whatever he is, uh, I never seen a nation in the whole world uh, stop because of one man dying and think they can't get along without him. And I got news for you. I'll never forget the old preacher I listened to years ago. And he was talking about preachers leaving the church and the uh, he was at a church preaching where there's having problems in the church because a pastor had left and uh, another pastor had come in. And uh, he said, These people are, their pastor's gone. I think he died or whatever. And they want another pastor just like him. And let me tell you something there's never another one just like him. And you've got to realize that. If it's your friend, if it's your pastor, if it's your music director, if it's your piano player, if it's just a member of the church, or it's just whatever it is, there's never another one just like that one. And I'll never forget that pastor telling him, he said, you remember when Moses died? God said, Joshua, Joshua, stay on knees crying to God. And God said to Joshua, get up and go on and serve me. 
He said, if I'd have wanted another Moses, I would have kept the one I had. I want to use you now. And you think about that for just a minute. You can't put your faith in circumstances. You can't put your faith in people. You can't put your faith in religion. Because men die and you go right on and serve the Lord. We put our faith in God alone. And when you put your faith in God alone, He'll never let you down. He'll never let you down. He'll be there the very moment that you need Him. Well, Dr. Harold Seidler said one time he's preaching on graces of God. And he, pray, he taught all these graces and he come up and said, I got dying grace, but I don't have it yet because I ain't died yet. He said, when I get time for me to die, God will be right there to give me dying grace. And I said, man, that's good preaching. And that's scriptural. And so, when you learn to live by faith and not by sight and circumstances, then you won't let nothing disturb your relationship with God. I want that relationship there no matter what. Amen. And the only way you'll do it is get your eyes off the world and keep them on the Lord Jesus. My pastor years ago, Brother Nams, used to have a saying, and I wrote it down years ago. Keep looking up and you won't see the dirt. I never will forget that little saying. Keep looking up, you won't see the dirt. You know what he's talking about? Keep your eyes on Jesus, and you won't see the mess of this world. And you know what? We'll make it day by day. Now, that's not a sad thing. That's a good thing. Amen? Father, bless today.